What's up guys, it's Jared from the Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree, Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the US of A. Go to Ballsy.com, use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Klim, alongside my amazing intern, Samir, who has been promoted to, like, uh, I, I don't know, Samir, what are we going to call this right now? Uh, do we call it, like, leader of the goon squad? Like, what are we calling you? Like, goon squad supreme? Are we Like, I don't even know what the hell we're doing for the name. But we're switching to a new format in, fa- in the fall. Samir, of course, you know, with his amazing job he's done the last two semesters, has been basically brought up the ranks um, of course, Kevin is doing his own thing next in the fall for Tailgate in the Quad, our college football affiliate podcaster, sister podcast, mm-hmm. whatever the hell you want to call it. So Samir is now going to have two of his two sidekicks to himself. These guys are going to be like the peanut gallery. Like, of course, I have such a, so much of an ego and personality. You can't have a co-host. You just kind of have to have the, the guys on the side tell me to shut the hell up. So... Joining us today, once again, back for a second round, is it, Belly Up Inter J.D. Davis. What's up, J.D.? Nothing much, man. I was born to be in a peanut gallery, so there I'm excited. Go. Perfect. And, of course, um, a newbie to the Corner Booth family, uh, Samir Vouch for this kid, so hopefully he can hold up his own. Tyler Carroll, what's up, Tyler? Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, I am just doing great. I mean, it is humid as Miami Beach down here. I'm sweating like a dog. But... It's, it's nice to cool my studio, so we're good. Um, all right, so we have a big show today, of course. Uh, Kendrick Lindsay, Belly Up Football, is joining us for a, a bu- talk a bunch of football. Of course, you know, suit Sunday, Julio Jones, biggest headline. Um, we got LeBron James news, you know, glory, glory to the world. LeBron's out of the playoffs. Gotta love it. Um, a bunch of other great stuff. We got Saquon news. We've got baseball, because I know Samir's hurting this morning. Uh, oh still, uh, is two days enough or do you need a whole week? Like, listen, I'm fine. I'm okay. Okay. By the way, I'd like to bring up uh, a couple, you know, floating ideas for my new name. Yeah. We could go goon squad leader, goon squad supreme, or you can go guy with really nice abs, has a lot of sex, big penis, oh, stuff shit. like that. So we can kind of get into that territory, but those are just ideas I'm throwing around. Okay, but yeah, have I'm Kevin name you. Uh, no, God. <laughs> Kevin's <laughs> Kevin on Twitter has really been just going for me recently and listen the yankees suck that's all i can say we're not good right now and that's fine but that call was horrible i don't know why why he was like giddy about a bad pitch call like that's just stupid like if any one of our teams lost a game on a bad pass interference call i'd be like we stole that game that sucks i wouldn't want to lose that way or i wouldn't want to win that way we win that way i'm like all right we won but i wouldn't be trolling people on the internet for it but i guess that's kevin 
also come on, Kevin. Kevin, by the way, who's on vacation, enjoying himself. So we're not, you know, he like I'm jealous of where he's at right now. But I will say, if I need somebody to troll anybody on, no man I know has been blocked by more people on Twitter than Kevin <laughs> because Kevin is a surgeon about talking smack on Twitter. And we even had this conversation yesterday. We were on. We were, I was playing him in Madden or something like that. He goes. So you gotta get on Twitter more. I'm like, Kev, I do not have your precision and your ruthlessness. I just don't have it. But all right, that's, JD, that's a talent. Yeah, right, JD. We have what's what's eating at you this week? What's on your mind for sports this week? Man, I just I love weekday playoff sports. Like it just gets me through the week, knowing starting at 6:30, I can flip back and forth between you know NHL and NBA. Um, but what's eating at me personally, so I don't know if you guys know this, I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, so RIP to me. Um, yeah, I, I I built myself up to the idea that this is uh this is the year because we're we're not in the you know center center limelight and all that. Uh, and I had talked myself into the defensive aspect and the Drew Holiday takes some pressure off. So uh, and I was uh fucking wrong. So that's where we're at. O2, and it's not looking good. Uh, what, what about you, Tyler? What is what in the sports world today has got you a little either up in arms? You hype? What? This is something we're doing. Adding folks, we'll go around the horn. What's everyone got for sports? What's a topic that not many people are talking about, but we're thinking is a big deal. Tyler, what you got in your mind right now? Most insane thing in sports right now has got to be Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, they swept the Jets after the Jets swept Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Are the Canadians the real deal? Can Carey Price carry this team to a Stanley Cup? They don't really have a lot of scoring presence. He won a game with 1-0 shutout. I don't know if he can beat the Avalanche or the Golden Knights, whoever makes it out of that contest. But I, I love me some Carey Price right now. I'm really interested to see how they play moving forward. I did not see hockey coming this fit, this hot this early. But, man, I'm all for it. Tyler, you might become our resident hockey guy, man. You might find yourself a job. And, I'd of course, honored. introduction is uh, the this, the uh, show mascot has decided to make his first appearance of the day. Um, on my mind, so I sent a – I sent I sent Samir the funniest shit on Instagram, like, during the week. The first one I found was a guy in the minors spiking a beer off his cleat and shotgunning it. That guy's my damn hero. Two, yeah, that was awesome. As a man who's tried to do that with a football cleat after a game, it's not easy. Football cleat's hard because you got to get velocity down. The, the baseball cleat's a little simpler. But the one thing that bugs me is on Friday, not less than 24 hours after LeBron James was eliminated from the NBA playoffs, uh, Nice Kicks, I'm a big sneakerhead, released a picture of the LeBron James 18 GOAT edition. Had little GOAT logos in front um, above the Swish and all this other shit. And Kevin's fr- – so I went down the list of my sneakerhead friends and, of course, the people here on the show – Kevin's first reaction was, I can't tell if they're fire or horrible. Samir and our friends of the show, Cruz from the Cruise Control Podcast, legitimately couldn't even read it because the, by the time they got to it, it was axed. Because Nike pulled all pictures of it off Instagram. They were not about it. It was gone before I could find it. So I think the timing there is hilarious. And I'm going to rip LeBron more during last call. As I continue to drive the LeBron James fan wagon with my buddy Kevin riding shotgun with me, the LeBron James hate fan wagon. Sorry, um, I'm a Jordan and Kobe guy, so I'm not a big fan of uh, the fraud that plays in LA right now. Mm, I, I, I was a LeBron stan for for most of my life, being 
an Ohio kid, Cleveland. He brought us the championship on the on the second go around, but but uh yeah, it's from a guy that has spent pretty much my entire life defending him. It gets harder every day. Um, this is the year that I kind of have. I, I, I used to I, 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 on the court. I could always make the argument. Off the court. He's just turned into a dick, man. Like, I don't know. Like, he's tough to – it didn't – like, he left the game five minutes early. I, you're going to go off on him, so I don't I'll, – I'll let you get into it. But I just want to let you know, I, I'm usually a LeBron defender, and I think I've uh, resigned. Uh, I'm, I'm done with that. You know, a little, little known fact about me is that I was a LeBron fucking, like, lover back when I was, like, I don't know, eight. When he was, like, in Cleveland. I'm a Celtics fan, right. and even I was, like – Screw it, this guy's awesome. And I would watch Step and watch all the Cavs games when they went to the finals, when they beat the Magic. Oh, man, it was amazing. And then when he left for the Heat, I remember I was at the Basketball Hall of Fame, and I watched it happen, like, on this big screen. It was, like, for some, like, camp trip. And I remember, like, legitimately tearing up because I was like, this man betrayed me. He hurt me so badly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Sucked. I'll never like him again. So we do actually have some breaking news, and Samir will put it up in. So no way break it. Something just happened right now in the NBA. Samir's going to put it up in his uh, news segment. He got my DM just now. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth podcast. We are back with Belly Up Football Department Head, lead writer, football nut himself, Mr. Kendrick Lindsay. Kendrick, how you doing, man? I'm Give doing him a hand, everybody. Give him a Give hand. Man, let's go! Come on. All right, Kendrick. Sunday, man. <laughs> I got the update about 20 minutes before, like the everyone got the ESPN update. Julio Jones to the Titans, of course, the biggest storyline of the weekend. What was your initial reaction when this all went down? Um, I think my initial reaction was one, they got him for basically nothing. So great for Tennessee. Uh, I I don't think Atlanta wanted to part ways with Julio, but I think obviously Julio saying he wants out. He's been a staple of their franchise. He's been a team player the whole time. He's not one of the, quote, diva wide receivers. So I think that they gave him the courtesy of uh, going ahead and trading him. Matt Ryan's cap number definitely uh, didn't help the matter. But when I saw the trade, I thought instantly good for Tennessee. I think it's really going to help their offense. Um, Not so much their defense, which is going to be the issue. But now when it comes to Tennessee, um, I think the big thing is going to be it's a pick your poison kind of matchup. Now with A.J. Brown. And with Julio Jones on the outside, are you going to play coverage and allow Derrick Henry to eat against a lighter box? Are you going to stack the box against him and demand that Ryan Tannehill beat you, which he's clearly shown in Tennessee he's more than capable of doing? So I thought that them getting uh, them getting Julio, it def- uh, what with Corey Davis leaving. I mean, he had the one great season. I don't think they really thought he was dependable. Maybe the cap number just didn't work out. But with Julio, what they get him for three more years. Uh, obviously, he you know he missed a, a good part of last season uh, due to injury. But I think they are banking on him being healthy. I think at this point you can still say Julio is a top six 
receiver. I don't know if you'd maybe go the top three, top two anymore, but I, was, I would say three. But you know, that, I, I'm I'm more of a Mike at a Mike Thomas truther, so that's that's a. D- but yeah, I think that it's going to give them. They have one of the top ten wide receiver combos. Um, I think that their offense is going to be really difficult to stop. But at the end of the day, their defense needs to stop somebody. And last season, they were ranked, I think, 28th defensively. So if their defense can somehow manage to be middle of the pack, maybe can if they can somehow be around 15th, I think it can come back together because they won 11 and five with that bad defense. So I like the trade for Tennessee. I really, they got really got a bank that Caleb Farley hits. They really got a bank that he hits as a corner. Because they missed on Adoree Jackson, who I think, honestly, no offense to any Giants fans out there, Amen. I think he's going to struggle against, Thanks. I think he's going to struggle offense. downfield against receivers. Offense taken, JD. I mean, you're wearing an Ohio I, State I, shirt, so I mean, I don't know how I know, I'm not going to offend you. I know, um, I know. Other than Kendrick, they also have Janu Smith, arguably a top 10 tight end. So it's like Tannehill's going to be sitting there like, I got this brand new Lambo. All these toys, and I gotta run play action. Follow me. <laughs> I think he's gonna roll with that roll that contract. Uh, boys, any anything you want to contribute about who, the initial reaction? My reaction was like, um, Samir knew this off the rip. My initial reaction was called it from the get go. I was like, okay, Tennessee. It makes way too much sense. They're willing to move their pick. It's not even – and they have literally this gaping hole at number two wide receiver besides A.J. Brown. It made way too much sense. I was honestly very impressed with Julio not taking 11 A.J. Brown being like, yeah, okay, I'll keep it then, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, and like and Kendrick, you said it perfectly. 11-5 last year with that abysmal defense, hopefully Farley and, that, and that, those draft picks help. Um, right. I didn't agree with them letting go of a Dory Jackson either. And I, I'm a guy, I subscribe to Pro Football Focus. I think Pro Football Focus knows what they're talking about. Pro Football Focus likes a Dory Jackson's upside. Because when he's on, he is one of the better, he's he's very fast. He's one of the better cover corners. I think last season was, was his down year. So that's kind of where that <laughs> issue comes into. But I think the thing that, why the Giants gave him the deal even they gave him, because they gave him a few years of security, is that they're banking on him being healthy and him being able to perform at that top end level. I don't understand why they, why Tennessee let him go. If their cap issue was that serious. I think they let him go because they knew they were going to have to make a big move for another weapon. I I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to get too conspiracy theory here, but I'm thinking they knew down the road, they're gonna have to make a move for a big weapon to help that offense to replace Corey Davis because they didn't draft a legitimate receiver to help out in the draft. They went defense. All, I think they went. What, what they go? Defense, offensive line, and I think maybe I, I have to look at the draft board again. But when I look at the Titans, well, Tannehill, are, are, as of like what, like a couple hours ago, just restructured his deal so they could fit. They could fit Julio in, so they're under the cap. For Atlanta, I think honestly, right off the rip, it sucks because now they're really gonna really put everything on Kyle Pitts and and um, Calvin Ridley in that attacking secondaries and i mean they're gonna put up points but no running back matt ryan's getting up there that offensive line is okay bad. at best it's bad where i i think pff didn't they rank like what mid-20s this year uh i haven't i just know where they were last year which was they were not and how they ended the season which was not good and i honestly thought i was one of the few people who said uh during the draft that atlanta should they should get a tackle and not go offense. I don't think offense wasn't their issue. It's 
offensive line and defense. And with Matt Ryan being the statue that he is, you need to protect him. So they, they didn't address their offensive line, though, but it's bad. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, overall, we can do a quick fire around the horn here before we get into more. But uh, Atlanta record predictions. I'm going I'm going to say a, a hearty five and twelve. Kendrick, what are you thinking? I I honestly I haven't even looked at at their schedule. I still think their offense is going to be good enough to score points. Calvin Ridley, uh, they had a there was a uh, like a, a graphic thing I saw mm-hmm. that came out today that showed all of his games that he played last season without Julio. Dude basically was averaging around 80, 90 yards, some five between five and eight catches. I mean he was averaging having pretty good numbers. Um, I would probably tend to lean with around where they seem to finish, which is around like seven and nine. Uh, well, but, but oh, it's, it was it now it's extra game. So yeah. I'll go ahead and I'll give them uh, I'll give them like six and what would that be? Six and eleven. Six cool. and eleven. I'll give them around probably six and eleven. Samira, what do you think? Uh, I have a I have a I hate to come in and uh, correct you, Jared, but Johnny Smith is gone. He's on the Pats now. Oh crap. So who but I'd we- wanted to say that because I want to shout out another guy. Their new, their their tight end who's you know coming up now, Anthony Ferkser. That's he's been, who uh, I was thinking of. He's been killing it in preseason. They're saying that he's catching a lot of passes. So, I mean, that's fantastic. And also, I don't know if you guys saw Adam Schefter on Instagram when this trade happened. He posted like Derek Henry, Tannehill, AJ Brown, Julio, and caption was just quite a foursome. Dot dot dot. And I don't know why anyone would post something like that. The comments were full with just like, pod, why would you – come on, Adam. <laughs> but anyways. Adam, he's the most awkward, like, suburban dad vibes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just but straight I think, up. I think Schefter brings up a good point there. I mean, with Julio Jones going to the Titans and with Aaron Rodgers still a question mark in Green Bay, is Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Julio Jones the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver trio in the league? The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, I will say throw up there only because they're receiving quarters loaded. If Odell stays healthy, they could be in that. If Odell stays healthy, that's the kicker. Yeah, they, they I think a, it's definitely like a, a discussion. I think right now I got the Titans penciled in a 1A for that trio going into the season. Okay, I mean, but you also have to also throw in um, <coughs> Tampa Bay. <coughs> God, um, Leonard Fournette, um, and, uh, Ronald Jones. Uh, you know, that's Who's quarterback right there. Uh, oh, t- Tommy. Tommy oh, Brady. Yeah. Is that where he's playing now? And then, uh, who's Blaine Gabbert. Mike Evans, oh, Antonio yeah. Brown, uh, Chris Godwin. Oh, and that white guy who's running runs really fast. Uh, so What's his name? Scotty Miller. Um, Boston accent has to be standard with him. I, I mean, I would say Tannehill and Baker are in that discussion of the best, like, area trio. But if, you know, we think Rodgers, a Vegas favorite to go with Rodgers is Denver. If he goes to Denver, they get put in that list, too. With Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, and whoever they don't have to sell their souls for to get Aaron Rodgers. I guarantee I will put house money that he is not coming back to Green Bay this year. We'll leave, Actually, after we uh, – I think that perfectly leads us in unless you guys got anything else about um, Julio and um, – I'm just going to th- – I'm going to throw it in the conversation with the Rams this year because I think if Cam Akers breaks out, that team is – that okay. offense is ridiculous. He's also one of the most balanced – besides, like, I, on film – He's one of the most balanced runners I've ever seen besides, like, Kamara. He just keeps his shoulder square and gets downhill. It's so much fun to watch. The problem is if you're, going, if you're going with, like, one receiver, one running back, one quarterback, maybe it's not the Browns, but, like, the Browns have, like, two top ten running backs on their team. And yeah. they have four receivers deep that, like, all could be a two to three on a whatever team. 
I mean, they got uh, Donovan Peoples Jones as like a three, four receivers as a as a second year guy. I think is really solid. I think the, uh, the an extra thing for Tennessee though, people they 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 bank on like, like the the topic's obviously going to be Julio and AJ Brown, but they went ahead and they grabbed Josh Reynolds in the off season because he was a free agent. Solid slot receiver. Josh Reynolds could eat in this offense. He was great with the Rams when they were struggling with some of their injuries when Cooper Cup would be out or Robert Woods would be out. He filled in great. So even though obviously the the sexier names are going to be Julio and Brown in that one two combo, if if they really wanted to go three receiver sets more often, Josh Reynolds could could have a had to have his best season of his career. True. Um, I just I think right now with ten, with Tennessee, if we're looking at everything, it's all gonna bank on can they get the running game started? Because Baltimore showed everyone in the world last year if you punch them in the mouth up the middle, you stop their game plan like a e break. It's it looks atrocious and they and i think this is even funnier because arthur smith is now the head coach of atlanta yeah the former oc of tennessee and i love how this guy basically got a job off of an offense that was refusing not to run the ball even when it was single man coverage in that playoff game and it was hysterical because i think Tannehill does not get as much crazy as he isn't a very accurate passer he doesn't make dumb mistakes and his one bad pick to Marcus Peters was a desperation heave. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely roll Tannehill. Definitely being a number two, like um, Tyler said, you know, he's 1A. But I think one, solid one is Tampa. I just don't think. Because the problem is Mahomes has basically a committee of revolving door, like bargain bin guys at, at uh, running back. So because I don't I don't me and Kevin were shitting on the Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick since the draft last year and then when he fell off we me and Kevin were just like doing our little salsa dance in the middle of the field like we called it um all right uh JD Tower anything else about Julio before we move on to Mr. A8 Ron uh well while we got Kedrick I just want to real quick like what is what like if where did you have you know Tennessee before and what does Julio do does it like take him to like Winning the division, does it take them to, like, a realistic Super Bowl shot? Like, what what does the pickup, like, change your mindset, I guess? Or how much does it add value to, like, where you think they could end up? Uh, I think before the Julio trade, I still think – I thought Tennessee would finish maybe second in the division. I think that, again, when they get Julio, their offense is going to be a pick-your-poison offense for any defense now. Variable could stop that. Jared brings up the point about him running – the, the basically they Baltimore stopped their whole thing. I think Vrabel has a bit of Pete Carroll to him, which is that he wants you to run the football, even if it is not working. So hopefully now that he has Julio, he doesn't feel the need to run the football every game 30 plus times. But I think that if Tennessee finishes any lower than second in their division, then the season is a failure. They, the Colts, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with the Colts. Jacksonville shouldn't be in contention the Texans are not going to be in any sort of contention except for the number one overall pick. So Tennessee, it should be their division to win. I would say if you want some solid odds, I'm going to hit up one of our bookies here at after this, just to ask the odds on favor to go. Oh, and 17. It's gotta be the Texans, right? There's no, it, other it has, it has to be. I mean, I honestly, I love my boy Carson going to Indy 
definitely I love that roster, that defense, and like they got him a running back core out of like mythical proportions between oh, yeah. Mac Taylor and then Naheem Hines is your three back. Are you kidding me? Like, damn. I wish they got him a better receiver because Michael Pittman's a joke. Um, he's basically a slower DK Metcalf, and it's not as fun. <clears throat> I, I, I mean, Pittman on Pitt, I watched. Kendrick, to be fair, I watch film like every day for at least two, three hours. And while I spent a good hour on Michael Pittman, his season last year, he's good when he's got momentum, when he's got the balls, he, because he's a big dude. But the problem is, he just it the athleticism it it works to an extent on smaller corners. But the second he goes up against anybody with any size or technique like a Ramsey Slay, uh, Jerry Alexander, anybody who actually has good technique or is a bigger dude. It looks he looks out of shorts. So I don't know. Michael Pittman's definitely gonna have to make a step up this year, or else I don't know. They're having T.Y. Hilton back for Indy's good though. But I think Tennessee does win the division. I think they'll win. They'll definitely get a solid like 12 and five record and get this. I just I I looked at their. I think they they finished they were like the 20th 20th schedule. They're they have like, the they're tied for the 13th schedule. Okay, so I was I was gonna say some 10 20 15th whatever. I just know my my Eagles have the worst schedule, have the easiest schedule in the NFL, and that makes me so happy. Cupcake um, season. Yeah, they need all the help they can get. Season. Watch yourself, newbie. I'll kick you right off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, uh, mandatory uh, mini camps are starting soon. OTAs have basically been going on for a couple weeks now, a couple days now. Aaron Rodgers has basically said he's not showing up to OTA uh, um, to mini camp or OTAs. Oh, and Mark Murphy came out and says he's dividing the fan base. Oh, Lord. I mean, I figured what you've been doing to them for the past four years probably did that worse. But, Kendrick, we'll get we'll start with you, man. What Rodgers, Packers, one, are you surprised he's probably not showing up for minicamp? <laughs> Two, do you think there's any chance he's playing in Green Bay this year? Um, I'm not surprised he's not showing up for minicamp. And people they brought up, maybe the fines would be something to get him. If he participated in the voluntary uh, uh, workouts, that would have been $500,000 in his bank. But he didn't show up to even that. So I don't think the money is a big issue for Rodgers. I don't think he's going to show up. Um, and the, the whole point about you know dividing the fan base, it is true. He he has. In fact, actually, it sounds more like uh, it sounds more like the Green Bay fan base is more against Rodgers than they are with him. Unlike a place like Seattle, where the fan base was overwhelmingly with Russell Wilson, that's just not how Green Bay, Wisconsin rolls. They're much more aligned with working hard and just showing up to work, and that's not what Rodgers is doing. Uh, and then as for, do I see him playing? If there, I've seen so many mixed reports that are coming out, and this is the thing that's always frustrating about this. We will never quite know how Rodgers feels unless you were in his actual circle, because I see one report that says he has a problem with the GM. He won't come back unless the GM is fired. I saw a report today that said his problem is not with the GM and that he is more than willing to fix this. So I I don't envision Aaron sitting out for the season. I, I don't think he would want to waste a year of his prime, especially still following an MVP season. I think he wants to play. Do I think he prefer to play somewhere else other than Green Bay, given how they have operated basically throughout his entire career? Probably. He probably looks at the team like Denver as a team that would be more than willing to, to more acquiesce to how 
he wants things done. Uh, but if a trade doesn't happen, I don't think he'll miss the season. So I think they that if Green Bay holds firm and they just refuse to let him go somewhere, then I think he'll play. See, I'm in the opposite camp because I look at it from a couple of things. One, I would not be about the Rodgers getting traded thing if I didn't hear from – I don't know if you heard what Mark Slayer said right after the draft or at least yes. the first day. Yeah. Usually Stink doesn't miss about Broncos insider stuff. He's always been pretty on about that. So I guarantee that got Green Bay a little jumpy because they were like, why did you leak this? Like now we're going to pull the offer for a little bit and see if we can like see if like Aaron will come back. There's the other team. There's the other also wild card team. I've heard a lot of. I've heard bounced around, and for some reason they're in this conversation. It's their division rival, the Raiders, are somehow in this conversation for Rodgers. Like I don't know how, but I've heard the name getting dribbled around. I also know John Gruden's biggest regret. He said coaching was he never went after Rodgers when he was available, um, which I think is hysterical. Um, Join the club. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I. I. I just. You know, I just find Aaron is so stubborn. He has the Jeopardy thing. He is engaged to Shailene Woodley, so life ain't terrible. Um, there, like, there's a bunch of things, and clearly the fact he's not even like in the same state for minicamp. He's like on vacation with Miles Teller, who I'm surprised hasn't tried to recruit him to the Eagles yet. And even though I don't want him, no, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying because you know Miles Teller's a diehard Eagles fan. I'm just saying that basically all signs with Rodgers and how he acts. I could see him saying, all right, you don't want to trade me? Fine. I'm going to host Jeopardy full-time. Like, I don't care. And to me, it's, I think, more about principle at this point because he's tried to make the point. The Jordy Nelson issues, the John Kuhn issues, when, like, Mark Murphy just basically stomped his foot through the floor and said, I don't care what you think, Aaron. These guys are gone. I think Jordy Nelson offered to pay the Packers to let him play, and he still wouldn't even let him play. They trade him to freaking, uh, they sent him to freaking uh, Oakland. Yeah. And I think it was 2018 or 17, I believe. I don't know. It was very. I think it was right after college or before college for me. But, or, and then on top of that, the Matt Lafleur hire. After all the things happened with Mike McCarthy, I think Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. This is just a toxic relationship that needs to end in divorce. Whether it's a good one or bad one, it's up to the Packers. But I think Rodgers has his foot halfway out the. He has half his body out the door. And they're literally hanging on to his shirt for dear life. And he's like, guys, like, come on, it's over. Like, just move on. Can it be a good one at this point? I mean, it can be salvageable if they send him where he wants to go. That's true. If, like, and also it's salvageable if they're like, okay, like, in the, because this leads to another thing, because we're, it's the next topic on this list. Is, are, are the other weapons that they just signed, like Aaron Jones, Devontae, is everyone else going to want to stay? Because, Jordan Love uh, reportedly today during his two minute drill practice looked oh, atrocious. <laughs> looked so like bad. Drunk Josh Allen out there whipping balls 20 feet over people's heads. And I cannot wait until that footage is leaked on Twitter. I want to see it so bad of him airmailing a ball on fourth and seven. Um, I think they made it what? They made it to the 48? Yeah, <laughs> so this is the news. This is what I got today. Uh, Jordan Love's first crack at the two-minute drill that we've seen. Barely gets past midfields and ends with them skying a pass over wide-open Malik Taylor's head on fourth and seven from the plus 46. It's not so good. <laughs> so Green Bay sitting there like, we are screwed. So I think if Jordan Love came out today and looked like just like you slinging darts, then, I mean, Green Bay is like, okay, fine, Aaron, we'll, tra- we'll, we'll consider it. Like, you know, eight first-round picks. 
I mean, this is – it's not – we made – Kevin talked about what, Samir, two weeks ago? This is going to be a Ricky Williams trade level proportion, like huge amount of multiple picks, probably some players involved. The haul they're going to have to get for him is insane. But I think it's going to be like I, – I think, honestly, it's the only route to go here. I mean, like, let's be honest, right? If Jordan Love could play, this whole thing would be moot. Oh, if, yeah. If he can play – they would just go ahead and trade Rodgers. They might, oh, sure, they'd have to eat some, they'd have to eat up the, the like, what, would be the biggest cap hit in the NFL. It, it would smoke, it would destroy Carson Wentz's number. Yeah, it would, like, that's why they, that's why people brought up, maybe they'd trade him next year, because his cap number would actually be less than it would be even this year. So, if he could play, it'd be, it'd be no problem. But you know what, so Rodgers has made the point, though, that it's the way that the Packers operate, right? For years and years and years, they didn't really participate in free agency, they, you know, they were all about going through the draft and working with their guys and developing him. And that's just kind of how they were. Then they had that one off season where they went out and they signed both the Smiths. And it seemed like they were actually going to try and, and participate in free agency. And that was those were kind of the last big splash moves they made. When you look and, and I'm sure that the uh, I'm sure uh, that Atlanta didn't want to trade Julio to an NFC team. But when I look at what he went for. You know what 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 would have really made Rodgers happy if he not only had Devontae Adams to throw to, but if on the other side he also had Julio Jones? Can you imagine that I mean, wide sal- receiver they, combo? Their salary cap would be ridiculously over. It would be ridiculous, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure Rodgers would have been more than willing at that point to maybe go ahead and re you know restructure something because his whole thing has just been the the organization refuses to work with him and some people are of the mindset players should go and play i'm more of the mindset of you guys are in a partnership you should he is the face of your franchise i think rogers is the best quarterback in green bay's history but that is just me personally you work with your with the face of your franchise and for whatever reason they have just simply not done it so I, you look at just a simple move as acquiring Julio Jones, I'm sure would have d- done a lot to make Rodgers want to come and work and, and you know, to, to fix everything. But again, it's another move that they didn't make. Uh, so, you know, this, I, I would, I would, I think I was originally in the boat that Rodgers was not going to play and that he would sit out the season. But the more and more I think about it, I just don't know if, com- if a competitive athlete like Rodgers, who has such a who ha- knows how good he is and has no problem flaunting how good he is. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's gonna want to miss a season. Also, we we I don't think we've ever seen a cat like Aaron Rodgers, man. He's just he's just his own breed of weird, but it, it works. For, it 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 works for him. So I mean, it's his brand. Nobody expects Aaron Rodgers to react like Brady does or react like Brett Favre did or Breeze or any of these guys. You're on point though. If if it only took a second and conditional fourth to get Julio, he's probably sitting there looking at Green Bay like, really, really, that's all it took. And he, let's be honest here, if they didn't hit on Devontae Adams, this conversation would be even worse right now. Oh yeah, and, and Adams wasn't good his rookie year. Adams. Oh, was, he was he was atrocious. He was getting killed. People were like, who this? Like we wasted this third round pick on this dude. And obviously he went and he hadn't, he developed Jalen Ramsey said the same thing. I think on Twitter and Instagram, he posted saying like, he saw what Julio went for. He can't wait to play against, uh, against them. I, I think the Rams played the Titans this year at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he brought up, he's like, that's what he went for. And, and my team was out. 
Like, what are you talking about? So I think they were probably very hell-bent on not trading him in the NFC. But mm. I just, if you, I mean, look, the Packers are consistently going to have picks in the low 20s to the 30s. Yeah. You could part way with the pick. I, I am of the mindset, trade for a known commodity, then mm. taking a flyer on a player. That's just personally me, especially if you don't have a top five, top 10 pick and you don't know for sure this guy's going to be a hit like a Quentin Nelson. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Green Bay, they they have they've just they fumbled this whole thing. And it's it's a it is a it's a shame. It's 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 really a, a shame to to see that like Seattle, when Russell was having his issue, Seattle went ahead and they made him happy by trading for an offensive lineman. And they went out and they got a good tight end and they went ahead and they did some things that Russell has come out and said has made them happy. Green Bay, for whatever reason, they've just kind of marched to the beat of their own drum. The other thing I think with this situation is I feel bad for the other 21 starters in Green Bay that are now going into preseason, going into training camp, and there's all this noise about if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. I watched an interview with Devin Funches today, and he said probably 10 times in two minutes, you know, we just got to play with whatever 11 guys are there. We're going to practice with whatever 11 guys are there, and whatever 11 guys are on the field, that's who we have to play with and try to win games with. I mean, I know Jordan loves a question mark, but you look at the rest of that roster, you have to think they're primed for another deep playoff run, even if they only have average quarterback play. That is also one of the most winnable divisions for the Packers in the NFL. Like, come on. Green Minnesota basically told us they Kirk's got one more year left. They went and got Kellen Mond. They're like, nope, take the flyer. It's over. Kellen Mond had the label the whole draft as the second round guy that was going to be the Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, like that late round, the Jalen Hurts, the late round snag, kind of the mid to second late round, whatever it is, kind of snag. He was the hidden gem in the rough kind of quarterback. Everyone talked about it. Davis Webb was the other one, but I wasn't completely sold on him. His tape's okay at best. Um, then there's Kyle Trash. I mean, Trask, sorry. Um, uh, so if we look at the Packers right now, with Jordan Love, they could still win this division. So right now, these guys would be like, we want a first-round exit or a Super Bowl shot. Like, come on. Like, I, I do agree with Tyler here. Like, this has got to feel like the guy's like, come on, man. We got this deep. We got a, they went and got another corner to replace Kevin King after a shirt gate. And then, you know, you have Aaron Jones, a top 10 running back in my opinion. I think probably number 10, but still definitely top 10 running back. And then you have Devontae Adams and you have Marquez Valdez Scandling, who is the most inconsistent receiver I've ever seen for how fast he is. I mean, they could have used, oh my Lord, he can fly. But, you know, it's just like, and, you know, if I hear more Packers players, Packers fans tell me Alan Lazard is a, certified stud i'm gonna laugh i watched that kid basically i watched like an eagles practice squad guy lock him down for the entire second half i was like okay no further questions your honor it's just Devontae adams smoking us i can deal with that mm-hmm. um the packers are in a weird spot if they took a receipt there was a couple good receivers in the mid-second round when they were picking again and they still passed on him the eric stokes pick i didn't hate because i loved his tape i loved his explosiveness i loved how rangy he was and you know a corner is the reason you guys lost, weren't in the Super Bowl. So it kind of, you know, kind of attracts you go and replace that position. So, all right. Um, other news, Devontae Adams says he's backing up Aaron Rodgers. He's got his boys back here. This has got to make – I feel – I should we, like, do, a, like, a status check on Green Bay Nation right now? Because I feel like they all got to be, like, clutching themselves a little bit, needing some Pepto-Bismol. 
drinking heavily, like a lot of a lot of what cheese curds and beer is being consumed right now. They need some help. We're Green Bay fans. We're sending our condolences and our prayers to you guys for this tough time. Oh my lord! I, I imagine just oh god, this is just Green Bay. This is worse than the McCarthy offseason to me. This is this is worse because this the McCarthy offseason was like okay, we're gonna have a new head coach. Fine, I'll be set back here, whatever. This sets them back like a half a decade. Like they, they if if Rodgers leaves, Devonta Adams leaves, they are a eight and eight or eight and nine and eight team for the next three four years. Not even that. They're not even that. That that I don't trust. I don't trust. I love Jordan's that defense. Love. That that defense can stop anybody though. If Eric Stokes is even eighty percent of what he's supposed to be, that's still a decent defense. Listen, I think all we need to hear is uh, that Aaron Rodgers was also getting rubbed down somewhere in the locker room, getting his own massages, maybe with a happy ending this, or this two. This goes straight for the Deshaun Watson reference. Good job. Uh, Robert Kraft, the darkest timeline. Oh my God. Dude, did you see? Did you see? Uh, like Jay Z and Meek Mill bought Robert Kraft a new car. Uh, like, what was that about? I guess it's insane. It was his birthday gift. Or whatever. I, don't know. I mean, I'm not knocking it, man. Like, listen, like. You, you, it, when, when your boys turn a certain age, you buy them a gift. Like, <clears throat> this is my yeah, but, it, but if my boy's a billionaire, I'll just send him a card. <laughs> he can buy whatever car he wants. Uh, I'll write a note. I, mean, <laughs> I think it was more of a ceremonial, sentimental thing than it was a price tag issue. I mean, we're not that rich, so we don't know what the issue was here. It may have been just like they were like, hey, listen. Like, also remember, Robert Kraft is partially part of the reason. That Meek Mill's not in jail still. He was Very, one of the main guys. Him short. and Michael Rubin and Jay-Z were like the three people trying to get him out of prison. So, sending a car is sending a card for billionaires. So Exactly. There you go. I mean, it is Makes also sense. like it is also one of the nicest, coolest Bentleys I've ever seen. My mom's old boss used to drive a Bentley GT Coupe, and I was like, this thing is just different. <laughs> How do we go from the Devontae Adams to talking about a Bentley? I don't know, because Samir, Samir just likes to throw How, a monkey wrench man, in man, get, man, get, back, <laughs> get back on top of it. Yo, Devontae, I mean, he's gonna he's saying all the right things, and I like what he said. He talked about you know his upbringing, that he's going to be at camp. He's not going to forfeit any money. So, I mean, he's saying all the right things. He's going there, and he's working. And I'm sure the Green Bay faithful, the majority of their fans, very much appreciate that. Um, if it comes down to you know, with, uh, what he's entering the last year of his deal mm-hmm. – now, would Green Bay let him walk? I don't think they would. I think if it really came down to a struggle, they'd franchise tag him, as teams have kind of shown that some of them are just about that mindset that they will not let you go no matter what. I think you know, I think about like the Steelers with Le'Veon Bell. They the Steelers said they they were literally gonna they sat there with like what sixteen million in like dead cap just because uh, Le'Veon didn't sign his franchise tag. So I mean, I think it could head to that, um, especially if Rodgers isn't there. I don't think if I was Adams, I wouldn't want to be there with Jordan Love as my next quarterback. That's just personally not for me, especially because what Adams is, what at this point, is he 27, moving like, like 28, something around he's, there? He's 24. No, what what draft class was he? Adams Ooh. is a little older. I, I do know that. Adams, yeah, Adams is like younger than hot, but older than like, um, like, like a like the Wentz golf class. I think he's like 15 or 14. He's old enough. He doesn't want to waste a 
three year learning curve. I, yeah, I think with yeah, a guy that he knows nothing about. Because his game based around he's at the peak of his speed right now. He knows he's going right. to be a, a Larry Fitz type in about two years, and he doesn't want to get to that too early. <laughs> he's he twenty eight. Oh yeah, he's twenty eight. I mean, he and Keenan Allen. I kind of think they're both around the same age as well. They both have a very similar game, which is their thing is not predicated on their speed. They're both two of the slower yeah. receivers in the NFL. But the thing that separates Adams and Keenan Allen away from everyone else is the fact that their routes surgeons, are just smooth route runners. If they, you watch, if you watch the, the the line track of their routes, it's like something out of like a Madden like game designer's wet dream. It's incredible. It's straight. The cuts are incredible. And the the speed change is almost you don't they don't miss a gear. Well, and that's part of the Aaron Rodgers like chemistry too. Like Devontae oh, yeah. doesn't want to restart that. Like they right. they got it. Like that duo, I, I, who knows? They could still be. I think they're both good. They would still be good in other places. But like that chemistry, like that's part of the reason. Like I I don't I think I don't know if they're better in other places without each other. So. That stuff you build long time. I mean, oh, Aaron yeah. would be okay in Denver. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, Aaron, Aaron <laughs> would be okay anywhere. No, Aaron would be okay anywhere. But Aaron, I think, would put up, like, Peyton Manning, like, first year on the Devontae board. needs Aaron more. That's for yeah, sure. Devontae, I think Devontae would still be good, but. Devontae would need to go to a team with, like, a precision passer. So, like, some, right. like, even, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of precision guys right now. My brain's fried. I mean, I would say Brady, but Tampa Bay's got a crack. Brady's easy to say, but that's not. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, this all, this all. I mean, he could. I mean, just think about any of the top. I mean, Russell Wilson. It could be yeah, Brady. Russell. It could be. It could be, honestly do well with Matt Ryan. He'd be. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Hey, he's he's getting older, but if there's one thing Ryan still has, he still has an arm. He still can deliver the ball. The problem in Atlanta. Passing is game hasn't been there. the problem. Right. Yeah, it's not everyone who wants to get rid of Matt Ryan. It's like, have you not watched? It's the one good thing they've been good at. Is throwing yeah. the football down the field. They just need a damn running back. Like they need a, they need a defense. Oh my god. <laughs> well yeah, I mean like come on guys, a, come on guys. Ape Tyrell is a good corner. <laughs> well, at least yeah. it's an easy division. <laughs> yeah, right. there's one. Good, I mean, because come on, you have Captain Eaton W's out there, and then you have the, right. the, uh, the the Bucks who are just gonna steamroll everyone else. Oh man. I can't. God, how did that division see. flip in three years? The NFL is going to look so different in four years. I'm telling you, it, like, we're not going to recognize it. Because you're going to have, like, the guys, like, we don't know, it, like, in like in the NFC East, right? We could have four new quarterbacks NFC beast. in four years. If Hurts doesn't hit, Philly's out, off of him. They're, they're, he's gone because his contract's up in two, what, two years. They'll move him. He's barely cost them anything to get rid of. This is Danny Dimes' make or break year for is, sure. This is Danny Dimes' year. This is it. Like, this is it. Two Giants fans right here. Yes, Megatron, we hear you. Um, <laughs> Samir's weekly uh, internet interruption. Um, he doesn't want to talk about the Giants. It hurts. Yeah, he, his his internet connection. <laughs> I'm oh, there. Man. Uh, I'm breaking you know, up I, too. I was I was saying things about how Danny Dimes is good, and I think it stopped me. Yeah, yeah like you don't want the internet Danny, said no, 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 no. Samir, Daniel Jones no, was uh, straight up cap, so I mean. Daniel Jones, he's again. If you're if you're a believer in pro football focus, and I, um, it's even just an eye test thing. I think Daniel Jones can play, and I think no, I love too. his I love his mobility. His problem is just he is a fumble machine. Love the likes <laughs> yeah. that I've never seen before. I, it's well, I unreal. Has, I think he has more fum. Doesn't he have more fumbles than he has games played? 
Yeah, no, he yeah, it's yeah. I think that he I had the most he fumbles in the first two years of a quarterback like ever. Like, like that, yeah, you can't that do that. That is, you cannot survive that. And he I touch his left foot and the ball just. And so he need, I mean, he needs to fix that. Other otherwise, his mobility is great. He is accurate. He's got a good enough arm. Like he's got all that. It's just he needs to be able to hold on. He's to got it. weapons. We'll yeah, see. He's got weapons. There. There's there's no excuse. Stay the quiet. Junk- stay healthy. He's got a damn Madden roster for a receiving core. I mean, come on, guys. Like, if he doesn't put it up this year, this is it. Like, even if oh, this yeah. wasn't, like, I think he can, though. Second year, the whole, all the Daniel Jones truthers right now who are saying, like, oh, he's he's a good quarterback. Um, Kenny Galladay, arguably top 10 receiver. John Ross, maybe the fastest man alive. You've got Sterling Shepard, a good slot receiver. I mean, I, I, listen, I know, I know, Kendrick, you're rolling your eyes a little bit. Him and Tyreek Hill, I want to see that race. Um, because John well, sure, Ross, the, okay, sure, sure, the race, sure, but I don't want to see John fast. Ross on an on an NFL field. I don't want to see. Him. Listen, I would have taken John Ross. Are you kidding me? For how much they got him for it was a joke. John Ross hasn't, and and maybe I think it might be the Bengals' fault. Like it could just very well be it's it the is. Bengals' fault that they haven't used him properly. But, but like I mean, I mean John Ross. I mean he's all he's done is get hurt and steal money. That's about all John Ross has done so far. But they didn't I, pay for him. I will basically. Well, like their their receiving core is the one you can like take a take a risk on like a John Ross because it's deep enough. Yeah. I don't know if I love it in general, but they we'll also, see. Who's the other, I'm thinking the other receiver. Oh, Darius Slayton, obviously. Yeah, Slayton. And then obviously they drafted Tony, which was a weird draft pick. I don't. Slayton quite had a bad year though. I'm looking at okay, so I I so Kendrick, I don't know. I mean, me Samir, I don't know how you feel about Tony right now. I had a Giants fan at my job ask me. He goes, "What do you honestly think of Tony?" I'm like, "The problem is." is you guys didn't get a guy that was going to stand out in your receiving core. Well, I They were aiming for Smith, who would have been a stud in their receiving core. But the problem is, once Philadelphia and Dallas gave you guys both the big middle finger, you were kind of just sitting there like, we're going to go get a guy. I thought Bateman would have fit perfectly with the Giants. Big dude, takes hits, gets vertical. Terrence Marshall, who went to Baltimore, who I love as well. Injury His prone team, at 20 years old isn't great, though. Uh, yeah, Bateman barely played in Minnesota. Yeah, the problem yeah. is also, I mean, he's their only weapon, so he's taking a hit every damn play. Um, I will say this, though, with Tony. Yeah, his side-to-side speed is fine. When I watch his tape north and south, I got guys basically almost clipping his ankles. And I'm like, NFL guy's going to catch him. So, like, prove to me you are elusive in the pros. Like, we, at least in, like, the old films of, like, watching some of these guys who had game-breaking speed – they were blasting past these SEC corners. I look at he was there was I think it was um the Alabama game. He was even the most repre- impressive receiver on his own team. That was Trayvon Grimes who went undrafted. If you watch the tape, Trayvon Grimes freaking moss Patrick Sertan. Uh, Tony was okay, so I'm like I'm on the fence. I think Tony's gonna be a good player, but he's got to find the niche. They're gonna have to deal Sterling Shepard for him to get his full development though. Yeah, because, I mean, I agree. <clears throat> I think so. I think uh, I think I've said this before, but I do think I mean, I don't see like taking Bateman after we signed Kenny Galladay. Like Galladay is our big receiver, and I think we have a good situation. I think eventually Shepard's gonna phase out and Tony's gonna come in a little bit more. I think Tony's gonna be our slot guy. He has sure hands. He's elusive. He doesn't necessarily have to be a game-breaking talent like Smith is, I think we have a good setup with Galladay in the intermediate to deep range. Slayton can uh, stretch the field. 
and then Tony can work under with with Shepard and Ross can stretch the field as well. Uh, so I think that's a decent assortment of a, a decent variety of uh, receivers to kind of open things up for Saquon and you know hopefully Evan Ingram can be I don't know something uh, of a tight end this year uh, to kind of add a little bit to the mix there as well. And Kyle Rudolph. But I think we have a, we have a good assortment that gives us variety in our offense and I think. God, if Jason Garrett wasn't there, good Lord, we would be in much better position because we'd know how to use them. (laughs) Anybody but Evan Ingram, Kendrick. Anybody but. I mean, Captain Admiral Stonehands himself? Come on, guys. He's the only reason that you got – like, come on. He's the reason you guys didn't make the playoffs because, damn, that drop against Philly. No, you're the reason, Jared. You're welcome. Never forget it. You're the reason. (laughs) That's actually pro bowler Evan Ingram. That's right. The biggest pro bowler I've ever seen in my life. Throw it on the resume. Who's like a draft out there? Like he does not know how to control his limbs. That's something I noticed. Oh my god! All right. Anything else before we let Kendrick get in his way? Because I think he's getting sick of us at this point. <laughs> the, you know, the I think another situation. So just kind of like with the with the uh, with the Titans in their division. How I think if they finish anything lower than two, I think it's a failure. When I look at the NFC East and. Everyone, for whatever reason, I think it's the Cowboys right now are the betting favorite to to win the the NFC East. The, I can't stop anybody. The when I look, I don't think the Eagles have a shot of winning it. I I think I think no, they don't have a My shot man. of winning it. My man. I I look at I look at the I Washington like football team and I like Fitz and the difference between Fitz and Alex Smith. If you looked at their next gen stats, Fitz was way better than Alex Smith, and so you'd think if he could just duplicate what he did in Miami, they should be solid, but the thing with Fitz is he's never reliable like that, so I, if, if they get great fits, Washington probably should be able to win it. I would say the Giants, they have, they have a, the potential to have a great offense. They already have a great defense. If Daniel Jones can just get his fumble issue together, I don't see any reason why it is that the Giants shouldn't be contending for to make the playoffs. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be like at least a 10 win team. And they improved the secondary like quite a bit. And their second, their, their, their defenses should, which be was already great. solid. Right. Yeah. And they improved it. It's not oh, a bad yeah. roster. I'm, it's not I'm, a bad roster. I, I don't trust me. I, I need to see it. I need to see it, but it's not a bad roster. I mean, I'm going to let this Eagle slander slide <laughs> for now. Um, by the way, um, one to five odds to win the NFC East. I will roll with that all day for Philly. Um, I will store down a couple hundred bucks right there because I am I. I think we are slept on. I don't. Do I think we're gonna win the East? Probably not because I think the Giants are the favorite. I my buddy asked me the other day because he's a big Giants fan, listener, big listener of the show too. He asked me, he goes, I'm like, listen, I think the Giants are winning this at 12 and five. I, I do seriously. They're gonna win a lot of games on defense, but the problem is you guys get to the playoffs and. Danny Dimes is going to literally shoot himself in the foot. It's going to cost you guys a game, and it's going to be horrible. Um, All I heard Dallas can't. Dallas can't stop. <laughs> Dallas couldn't stop a mosquito, much less a touchdown. That no. defense is atrocious. Washington, I think the lack of quarterback identity is going to bite them in the ass in a lot of games. I will say about my Eagles, all the holes they had in their defense, they plugged. I don't did think they? it's did they? Anthony did they? Harris, Eric Wilson. Zach McPherson, who PFF, Kendrick, you're a big PFF guy, scored the fourth highest at all rookie corners last year in college. So I will say this. In the Big Ten, 
of all places. This man was a Big Ten corner and scored in the top five for PFF cor- for uh, draft corner. So I was like, okay, I'll work with it. Um, I will say this: I don't think we're winning the division. I say, don't be surprised if we go like ten and seven and and sneak <laughs> in. I, easiest schedule in the damn league. Two double-digit so, NFC East win teams. Uh, yeah, because we got the worst division of football last year. Our records are a joke. Our I'm gonna leave you. Are, I'm just gonna leave you with this: the Eagles are finishing either third or fourth. They're they're not. They're finishing third or fourth. Andrew, I will message you later for the bet we're gonna place on this because that is where this is going at this point. <laughs> I like Kendrick. Kendrick's my guy. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. J- I'm sorry, Jalen yeah. Hurts is. I, I don't, don't get where the. I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I I, just, I, don't, I don't get where that confidence comes from, Jared. Like, wh- why do you so confident in Jalen Hurts? Because I watched the damn tape on this kid, and he's like, he's gritty. He's literally a dog. This kid is literally gonna. He the rents do come, and I'm like, okay, I don't care if this kid throws the ball sidearm. I'm still backing him. Um, we'll see. I'll, I mean, compared to Carson Wentz, who basically would cower from the media for the past two years, um, I like this kid. Also, you know, we have a top ten running back and a decent – Devontae Smith, I think he's going to be very good. So, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think we're going to do any damage, but we are going to turn some heads, I guess. I don't know. That's my opinion this year. This year is 2016 all over again. You know, I think Jalen Hurts is a lot like a dog in that he can't see color. Where are you going with this one? Well, you know, I don't know. Like <laughs> he can't read a defense, that's why. You know what? That I, eyesight. I, I'm about to go full Tony Rally and put Samir in timeout for five minutes. No, <laughs> I try. Oh, my God. You know, the, for the kid who's going to school to be a damn comedy writer, and I swear to God, that was a miss. Listen, they all can't all be hit. That's the point, you know? You got you to gotta keep throwing shit at the wall until it sticks. That's what they say. Well, Just I like Jalen Hurts. What are the Giants? <laughs> there it is. Giants quarterback situation. Jalen Hurts is the fourth uh, I best think our quarterback is, situation. It's like the fourth best quarterback in that division by a lot. Yeah. Oh my God, it's worse than having Kevin on the sh- Kevin on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kendrick, man, thank you so much for coming on today, brother. Yeah. We appreciate you. You're always welcome back on the corner booth. Then we have to make him regular, guys. I just don't know because when the Eagles start winning, I'm gonna have to just rip him every time he comes on. It's gonna be like a, I'm gonna try to get like a cowherd Joe Clack kind of thing with him going, where I'm gonna rip him every time my team wins. But uh, you're gonna right, try. Oh, I will try. Are you kidding me? I'm stubborn as shit. I'm Polish. All right, Kendrick, man. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate Let's it. Go, baby. Absolutely. Thanks, oh. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm 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 be more than happy to come on whenever you want. I appreciate it. He's got a better mic than me already, so he's already ready for this. All right. All right. Later. Peace. All right. Oh, my God. This, the, I'm disappointed in all of you weenies. Like, shit. Like, <laughs> JD's, JD's just basically exit check marks off of why I'm not bringing him back. You need it. You, who else are you going to yell at? Okay, so listen. I will say this about Jalen Hurts. That I don't get the, the Jalen Hurts slander. It's because the dude, the biggest knock on him last year was his release. Wasn't his decision-making. Wasn't his ability to throw the ball downfield. His timing was sluggish. I will give you that. Like, under-throwing a Jalen Rieger throw or overthrowing. It was his, his distance was a little off. He'd either overthrow or underthrow. But the dude never made bad reads, and he fit, he went to a quarterback coach in the offseason to fix his damn delivery. I watched the video of it. It was looked clean as hell. Look, let just let like me ask you this. What What do you think about, like, Tua? Like, are you a Tua guy? I hate Tua's I hate Tua. Oh, so the guy that beat out Jalen Hurts in college? Oh, the guy who beat out Jalen Hurts in a college system. Jalen Hurts then went on and had an incredible Bama's season. Bama's about 
as then, close okay, as it so gets. To be to be fair, yes, you have an argument there. But then Jalen Hurts went over to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley fixed him. Regular, I fixed it. Talk about a college system. Okay, listen. That's well, the most college. <laughs> yeah. Wait, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts finished second in the Heisman voting, and put up ridiculous numbers and had his basically all of his me- like mental mechanics fixed by Lincoln Riley, who made your boy Baker a first overall pick, made Kyler Murray a first overall pick. I, I will go with the pedigree that this man has of fixing quarterbacks issues. Cause you look at Baker pre Lincoln Riley and post Lincoln Riley, same thing with Kyler Murray. You could definitely see the difference. And even with Jalen hurts, I will say this. Do I think he's going to be like Russell Wilson level? No, he, he has the ability to, but do I think he is? No. Do I think he's going to have a great season? He's going to turn a lot of heads? Oh, hell yes. Because I love it. It's in also it's a team chemistry thing with Hurts. Hurts won that team over after two weeks. Yeah, Jared, let me, let, me, let me extend you an olive branch here. Okay. I think if you give Jalen Hurts an entire season to develop chemistry with his line mates and you give him a recovered offensive line this season, I think he will exceed expectations. I agree with you. I think he'll do better than people are going to give him credit for. All right, this Tyler case gets me fired. <laughs> hey, listen, I, there's got to be some pushback, man. Oh, it's the push I, or pull. I understand, I understand. Listen, I'm giving you guys, Giants, all the credit in the world right now because I think they have the most loaded fucking roster and nobody's talking about it. The fact that Dallas is the favorite. I was watching, uh, what's that? What's That's up? ridiculous. Lock it That's in. every That's year. Lock it in on Fox. Oh, my God, they were kissing the Cowboys' ass. And I'm sitting there with a Giants fan. He goes, he goes what is this? I'm like, I'm like, my boy, my, this dude is South, South Bronx Dominican. You know, he doesn't hold no bullshit. Literally, I'm like, this is all cap. All of it. All of it. If you want NFC odds of who's got it, take take New York at number one. Take Philly at two. Washington at three because that defense is going to keep him in every single game. And then put Dallas about five feet down because they can't stop anybody. They're going to they're gonna win like seven keep or eight drafting receivers, Jerry. Please just keep, keep drafting, drafting receivers. Them. And it keep doesn't it. matter if Dak is on one ankle chucking. Hey, everyone. I love it. I mean, like, oh my God, Micah Parsons, who might get put up on like, who might get put up on some charges after what he did at Penn State, man. Jesus. Yeah, I can't wait for him to dry hump Saquon on third and four. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Samir, uh, it is your time to shine, my guy. Veteran newsman Samir Singh, what is going on in the sports world, my guy? All right, beep, 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 breaking news, breaking news, everybody, and breaking news, breaking news. Uh, So the number one story, of course, is that the NBA MVP was just announced kind of unceremoniously. Yeah, like, like, what, 6.15 on a fucking Tuesday? Like, really? Yeah, they just kind of, like, put it, I just saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, well, all right, cool, sure. But it was Jokic, Jokic won, and I think that's the right decision. I don't think uh, Embiid shouldn't shouldn't have been number two in the conversation at all. I think personally went Jokic, Steph, and Bede, uh, and I think the voters were right. I don't know what you guys think, but this is for all the fat boys out there in the world, all the guys with dad balls, all the guys that say, hey, I'll have another leader of We YMCA got one. YMCA All-Stars. All right. First of all, let's give a little shout-out to Mr. Jokic. Let's go. Come on. Give Good job, Good job. The best passing big man I've ever damn seen. Um, two, uh, it's hilarious. Uh, LeBron James is in it. Let's go. That's another. That's another round. Let's go. Come on. 
Yeah, All right. I'll, I'll golf clap for it. I'll golf clap. <laughs> I'm not. I ju- I'm recently <laughs> off the band. I'm recently off clap. the bandwagon, so I can't just dive in like that. You know? What's that old, what's that old saying? You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. LeBron, I feel like the NBA, LeBron, he's worn out his welcome a little bit. LeBron should have jumped off the wagon after that, the hero wagon after that three-one comeback. That should have been like his thing. He should have just ridden off into the sunset. He should have gone to New York. If he went to New York, he would be on a completely different path. The the movie quote you're looking for is "What's up, Doc?" Well, that's listen, that's last call. We're gonna talk about that. Right. A just a um, teaser. Just a teaser. Teaser. See, JD's got this down pat, man. Um, he might have just earned himself a spot in the roster. Who knows? Um, I'm saying that LeBron, if he went to the Knicks, would have been down a different path. One, he would have been stepping on Kobe's thunder. Even before Kobe passed away, unfortunately, like it's still everyone looked at like, really? Why are you going to Kobe's spot? Like, get the hell out of here. Nobody cares. Go to the damn Clippers if you want to do your LA location, thing. Location, location, location. Yeah. It, it, here's the thing though. You ever heard? You hear the story that came out about Kobe going to? I mean, LeBron like wanting to go to the Knicks, and Savannah was like, no, we're go- I want to go to Los Angeles. And he goes, all right, fine. My wife makes the call. Uh, Savannah James, why did you do this to the NBA? Should have stayed in Cleveland. Everyone I loves Cleveland. On a jokeish story, we start talking LeBron. What well, on the jokeish yeah, story? Yeah, he's kind of living rent free in our heads now. We gotta let him. We got. We need some space. I think. All right, we need to. He's we, need to we need to fumigate LeBron from our brains a little bit. All right, Samir. I will say you said is that the most anticlimactic MVP? I'm pretty sure Giannis found out he was on it, the MVP on the way home after losing to the Heat in the second round <laughs> last oh, year. Man. They like he had like the he had like the the newspaper that said MVP and everyone was just roasting him for it. It's like why would you do that to the guy? Literally, he's on his way home from losing in the playoffs, and and being told he's an MVP but can't win in the playoffs. And yeah, go Bucks. All right, we'll move on. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's rough. I'm sorry. My heart goes out to you. All right, but I'm saying next year MVP Jason Tatum. Okay, I would take stock in that. Not even kidding. He's too nice. Trey Young right now. Listen, oh, um, Trey Young is superstar, fun, superstar buddy, you man. I like him. Superstar about his hair, hairline is that, is that LeBron James receding hairline right there. That's the, the only thing. That makes it so about. much cooler. That makes him so I much cooler. I hate Trey Young so much. I love I, was, I, I, I love what he did to MSG. To like, Knicks. I think that's fun. I was pulling so hard for the Knicks. I have so many friends who are Knicks fans who have been Knicks fans since they were little kids, and they've been, they've been just hanging in there. These kids had, like, McDice and Kurt Thomas jerseys Poor, when we were kids. They're probably Yankees fans, too. Poor Yankees fans. Oh, come on, man. Damn, don't, don't JD. Go. You really trying to get yourself kicked off this show. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I don't feel bad for him. Is my boy. I mean, listen, I guess recently, but... listen, my team is the second worst record in baseball. I really can't I'm talk about burning, anything. I'm just burning all bridges I can on the podcast. Tyler, what's your he, favorite team? In baseball? <laughs> I'm a Pittsburgh guy. That's okay, so he, he feels my pain. Yeah, it's not a great season. I actually went to a Pirates game the other day. It was 40 bucks to sit behind the sit behind the plate they said you pay us another 60 we'll let you play second base that's <laughs> the state go. of the team that's the state of the team at three rivers right now aren't they yeah, like, like, aren't they violating something by how low their salary cap is it's insane well there's like, no it's honestly insane there's no league minimum that's why there has to be i know but aren't there there's something against the the the, the mlbpa they're like they're in trouble with them or something like that for how low their pay their pay scale is i mean just pay josh bell shit well, it's, like, they're helping pay for Roethlisberger. That's probably why. Yeah, basically they're lending money to the and they're trying and they're trying to help like get somebody to help Sidney Crosby out. Cause good lord, um, I um, rock like all right. So last thing on Jokic, 
I love how it's a a, a foreign-born player who's not that exciting to watch wins the MVP, and it's a middle of the day on to a middle of the evening on Tuesday announcement. NBA, congratulations! You are getting stumped by the MLB, and this is part of your downfall. I love watching the NBA just kind of sink back to regularity. <clears throat> Guess remember what was it, three years ago when I was talking about the NBA was going to surpass football. Come on, bro, that let's, was a thing for about a minute. <laughs> now MLB's I think that within the next few years, the NHL with that ESPN deal is going to be bigger than the NBA. NHL is is rolling. Undoubtedly right okay. more exciting to watch. The NHL is fun. The problem Playoffs is they, Garrett, they got to get rid of Gary Batman. That's it. They get rid of Batman. They're back in. They're good. The refs don't mess up games. They have physicality. They have superstars. Their version of LeBron James is only hated because he whines, but he still scores and doesn't choke. Shout out to my boy, said the kid. I'm a Pens fan, so I got to throw some love to my guys occasionally. Um, Sidney Crosby, real quick, just passed Yaramir Yager as the most paid uh, NHL player of all time. Highest Hell career earnings of all time. That's well deserved. Well deserved. Tyler, hockey guy. That's why he's Big a hockey guy. Hockey guy. We're going to call him a resident hockey nerd, Tyler. So I like I, I, I'm totally fine with that, honestly. Um like Dan, I, I, my boy McAfee, who is a big uh, Pence fan as well, oh, yeah. um, being from Pittsburgh, it makes sense. He talked about how basically they've been screwing up this whole Crosby thing. He should be marketed like the NBA has been basically kissing LeBron's ass for the last ten years. And basically, it looked they they look they treat him like the damn villain, which is hysterical to me. Even though the if you've met I've met people who've met Sidney Crosby, he is the nicest guy on the planet too. Him. Yeni Malkin, who got smuggled out of Russia from the mob, like this, they're the Penguins, like Mark Andre Fleury, Mar, like Paul Martin, all the, even Latang, all these Pittsburgh guys are all likable dudes, but the NFL, NHL paints them like a villain, and I just the that's the reason the NHL is going to struggle is because they have these stars, they don't, they don't put their arms around them. It's worse than baseball. Well, I think that's what Samir's saying. I think ESPN is really going to lean heavy into, you know, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, all the uh, Austin Matthews, American-born guys, some of them that are really building the sport and growing the name. Young and fast. To this third, they honestly definitely missed an opportunity, Sid, because they could have had something like the next, like, LeBron, Kobe-esque of hockey kind of guy, and they kind of just like, oh, eh, whatever, he's Canadian, so we're not going to market him. Okay, um... Samir, what is next on the on the uh, news break? Yeah, we got a little uh, uh, baseball drama here with the uh, sticky stuff situation. A lot of things they're cracking down. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Uh, within the past few starts for Garrett Cole, I'll say that even as a Yankees fan, the guy's using the stuff. We all know that. Uh, Garrett Cole's spin rate was uh, down big time in his last start. Uh, Bowers was down. Kershaw's was down. A lot of guys. Uh, Hinjin Ryu, uh, Charlie Morton, a lot of guys who uh, Urias, a lot of guys Walker Bueller, guys from the Dodgers are got former teammates of Bauer, uh, former Astros mostly uh, have been because in the minors four guys have now been suspended. They're saying now we're going to start checking, uh, and I think this is good. Uh, Garrett Cole got called out and he just had a little press conference where he just spoke 20 minutes of babble and he Hmm. just was like, someone asked him point blank, are you using it? And he just like did not answer it at all. Kind of just, what's the term? 
There's a term for that. It's like called like toss salad or something like that for like it's like literally it's a toss I don't salad. know if that's the one, man. It's I don't know like if toss salad is the one. Like you're mixing up your terms there. <laughs> it was like no, it was like a jumble or something like that. Like Cowherd said it, I've heard like Rich Eisen say it too. It was like a term about like guys who literally just toss the same bullshit out there to the reporters. It means Being, nothing, but it's just a word salad. I've word heard salad, word salad. Yeah, salad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jared's brain is somewhere else today. Jared's brain's like toss salad out here. Easy. <laughs> um, it's been a long week for you, uh, a couple days for your boy. Um, I also like you know like was at a bonfire till like one a.m. last night, so my brain's kind of still fried. Um, happy birthday to my guy Joe. Shout out. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Congrats, Joe. You did it, Joe. Another year. The law, one of Waterbury's finest. Gotta give him a shout out there. Um. Great kid. Um, I will say though, with the the spin rate, it's hysterical. I'm sorry, and everyone's wondering why no hitters were up this year. Th- this is probably one of the reasons why no hitters are up this year. And also, fuck you, MLB, for not getting my boy Mad Bum is no hitter. Eat a dick. Um, I will say this. Um, I'm gonna see. I'm don't don't be surprised if batting averages, home runs, hits, and OBS skyrockets over the next two months. I'm, I, I would I would bet serious money on this. We're gonna have a lot of like twelve to twelve to nine games now because some of these pitchers who are getting away with this, like tossing one hit shutouts, are gonna get shelled. Also, by the way, shout out to Zach Galen for not using it because he uh, had a great start his last game. So a little golf clap, my boy Zachy G. Um, he's gonna win the Cy Young within the next three years in Arizona. Calling it right now, I'll put money on it. Um, just na- he's just too nasty. He, he's one run. That's all he needs. Um, anyway, the spin rate's hysterical. I, I, the fact that Garrett Cole is like the poster child for this is hyster- is even better. Cause you know, he's the Yankees $300 man, $300 million God, man. man. Come on. It's, oh. We got him for a long time, huh? Oh, and before he started using, he wasn't so good, huh? He had like a four, five ERA <laughs> in the Pirates. I'm not very excited. <laughs> this is hysterical. I'm waiting for like one of the rest. This was, his, this was him cheating, huh? Yeah, can't wait, can't, wait I, to, I, can't, can't wait to see him after. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know about cheating, but I, it can't I help. Know. It can't. It can't help. Oh my god, it, I just I find this utterly hilarious because it just anybody else just the last couple months be like, how has the pitching gotten this good? Like it doesn't make sense. I saw a graphic today, and this is not really. I'm not saying Degrom's cheating, but Degrom's fastball has gone up in uh, MPH a miles per hour average, like. A, a, a mile per hour per year. He's it, it was 94 in 2016. It is 99.1 currently. You know, I will say I'm gonna vouch for Degrom. I don't think Degrom uses oh, anything, no, and I think no. I think his I think velocity is up because he started baseball as a shortstop. He was drafted as a shortstop. He's just a freak athlete who decided to start pitching in like Triple A. So like he's just been getting better at pitching as he gets older, and he's just absurd at whatever he does. Which makes this even more hysterical that he's just blasting fastballs by people. Also, by the way, quick update. Uh, I don't know if this was in your list. Uh, the new Cubs um, City editions were released. Wrigleyville. I actually think they're kind of dope. So Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I like them too as well. All right, Samir, what's up next on the list? Uh, this is a little bit of a more uh, – an issue that's a little more personal to me. Uh, we're going to the hockey side of things. Uh, of course, I've been watching the uh, Islanders series against the Bruins, and uh, just a lot of shots being taken about the refs. The Bruins just been whining a lot. I, I, I don't – I have to say 
I don't know if I really like it. Uh, I, I, they're just it, – it doesn't make sense to me. These guys – I don't know Tyler's opinion on the Bruins. I'd like to hear this. I know he doesn't like the Islanders, and I think that's fine. Um, but Bruce Cassidy's just been whining and bitching and moaning for – this guy is so emotional for a head coach I don't understand. And – I think looking at the stats, they're what, like fifth in penalty minutes served this year and the Islanders were 29th? Listen, I know some of that can be skewed by refs, but that tells me that the Bruins are a dirty team and the Islanders aren't as much. And if you're surprised that now you're serving so many penalty minutes after you've been doing this shit all year, I don't get it. Seems like a wheel of excuses to me. Yeah, I mean, the NHL has had a problem for a long time with the consistency of officiating between the regular season and the playoffs. It's like a completely different game. You can watch 20 regular season games and 20 playoff games, and just on the refereeing alone, you'd easily be able to tell which one is which. But, but the Tyler, rest... isn't that kind of understood? Yeah, like, no, isn't that I'm, not kind of like an... I'm not saying that's no, a yeah, bad yeah, thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, think, right, right. I think, look, when you reach the playoffs, there's a higher level of intensity. There's a higher level of physicality. Right. I think the referees understand that, and because of that, they let more stuff go. When you're coming off of a regular season like the Bruins had, where they were penalized a lot, like you said, Samir, and where they do play a kind of grittier style of hockey that the Islanders also play. You can't say the Islanders aren't a gritty team. Oh, I absolutely. think that's where I think that's where his uh, his complaints come from. It's like, look, we're very similar in our style. We go into the boards hard. We crash the net hard. We seem to be getting called for it. They don't. I mean, look, you can blame the refs all you want. And I think when you drop a series lead and go down three two, headed back to Long Island for game six, <laughs> he's got to say <laughs> whatever he can to try to not put the blame on his guys and try to keep their hopes up. I don't think uh, I don't think the Bruins are just going to roll over though. I think they're a really good team. I think uh, I had them coming out of the coming out of the East, but uh, we'll see how the rest of the series goes. But I I would be very surprised if the NHL doesn't make changes to how officiating is uh, dealt with in the playoffs because it's not just this series. And Cassidy is one of the only people talking about it that's not a fan. But it is not just this series. All across the league, there's stuff that's not being called or is being called that shouldn't be called. I think we're going to see some kind of reckoning in the offseason with the with the players association. Samir, first All right, of I liked it. I uh my I'm a Blue Jackets fan and they're they're out. I've lived in Columbus. I'm not a giant hockey guy, I'll admit. I'm definitely more of a playoff hockey guy, but I've lived in Columbus the last 4 years, so it's been, you know, easy to pick up on the, the cuz they do like the Blue Jackets. But um I I've, I've jumped on the Islanders bandwagon if it means anything. That that whoever's left that that's been my team. So I like – I just think they're fun. Like, I just think they're fun. I don't know. And they – I mean, they haven't done, like, much in the playoffs in a while, right? Like, I'm not a hockey guy, so I don't really haven't know. They been, and like, I can't stand Boston sports. So the fact that Boston sports fans are upset about penalties, shocker, because they're usually, you know, the most rational fan base in, in sports. I'm right there behind Philly. Like, teleport to smack this kid. Like, like holy hell. Well, I did Philly. Now I got to do Boston. Yeah, man, you just you're just coming for everyone today. Okay, Shit. but these aren't popular. Like these aren't like crazy takes. That oh, it's no, a good thing though. It's I, not. Dude, a mix. Look at what's Let's on my like. Look what's on my head. Like I'm I'm told Ohio State, but like you are the like bunch of crazy assholes. Like yeah, you, you're right. I, oh, I wear that as a badge of honor. Free, you guys always a free championship ring after that bullshit in 03, but whatever. Um, Kane's guy. I'm a big Kane's guy. I will fight Florida State fans on sight. <laughs> Also, I laugh at Gator fans because they're like our inbred cousin. 
And then, you know, you have uh, Notre Dame, who are those softies in Indiana. Uh, I'll be nice because I was mean to the Eagles. I'll just, I'll just lay off. It's okay. I, mean, I agree you, about all the other Florida sports teams, though. I'm, I'm with you there. Honestly, I don't mind the Canes. I, they're fun. They're going to be they're, fun. They're fun too. when they're good. They need to do something about where they play, but they're fun when they're good. Uh, listen, uh, the a- ACC is about to have a little culture shock because uh, I'm not loving this tight. Have you guys seen, by the way, have you guys seen this quarterback, his his game tape from uh, the new guy from Clemson, DJ, whose name I can't pronounce? Um, Umalea or Umalea. DJ Uyunglele. That's what it is. It's not pretty. It's not like, okay, so the same concerns I have with Tua, but at least Tua is accurate with the ball. So Tua's going to miss you. Tua can at least hit his windows, mostly. Tua's, Tua's like, release scares the daylights out of me. But, I mean, you know what? What am I going to do? He might. He's going to win a couple games. That Miami roster's good. This kid for Clemson, though, he's going to get exposed the second he plays a fast secondary. Because he beat he up on good against. He played good against Notre Dame, though. I said fast secondary, not white secondary. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say they don't, they don't play a lot of those in the ACC, though. To be fair, I mean, listen, the, he's going to have time to figure it out. Well, I, mean, I guess not. They'll play Georgia right away. They'll lose to Georgia, and then they'll have time to figure it out. There's only two fast secondaries in the in the ACC: Miami's and North Carolina State's. That's basically in North Carolina's. That's about North it. Carolina. Yeah, I, I take that back. He's not gonna have time. I forget they open up at Georgia. I think that yeah, they're gonna Georgia's Georgia's gonna be an in Georgia's gonna be a four loss team this year, but they're still gonna smack the daylights out of them. Four losses, you're insane. Okay, fine, three. I'm sorry, I, I've been spending too much time with Kevin. They have, they have a they have a good roster. I actually they do have Georgia's, a great roster. I'm just saying I think it, Georgia's gonna be pretty it's damn totally good. Smart though, he's gonna blow it somehow. Well, sure, but he doesn't blow it with three to four losses. He blows it with one big one. That's his mo. I'm gonna say. Uh, we're gonna sit, well, when Kevin comes back on Thursday for the live stream, we'll do over-unders for the top 25 teams in the college. But, like, Georgia, for me, I can see them teetering. You're talking my language here. Two uh, to three. College, college have, football is my, college football is my speciality. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I have to say, I, I, I said this on the podcast pretty early on, but uh, I my uh, fanship, my fandom is still kind of out there. I'm a free agent. So I, I need to be – someone's got to wound Someone's got to, you know – uh, I just said I like in. the Islanders. We, we'd love to have you. So it's we, a lot of fun. So we've, it's we've, a lot of fun. Samir has been pitched Alabama by Kevin, uh, Army by Army by Pat, because Pat's an Army medic. Uh, you know, thank you for your service. Um, you know, you have myself pitching Miami. And then you have, you know, yourself pitching Ohio State. I think we had one other. I think we had – somebody pitched – did somebody pitch you a Pac-12 team or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you're wearing a Maybe you're like, USC a, you're like a five-star recruit right now. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have a video you where I do the hat. He's going yeah. to have a despicable, ugly color, though, right now. Samir, that come to Columbus. We'll, we'll get you a visit to Columbus. Official visit. Official. And an unofficial one, if you know what I mean. And we'll, we'll, JD, we'll I got a crap on his shirt. The shirt he's wearing is disgusting right now. Who? Samir. Oh, there it is. sister went there, man. Disgusting. I don't care. It's gross. He probably p- hates Penn State, so that's a. Oh, you're no, already no, on your. You're no. already on your way. That's okay. one thing. You're already you on your way. Okay. I, I, I hate Penn State more than anything. You're already on your way to being a Buckeye. Penn Penn has become like a rival to Miami because every time they play, it's an ugly, disgusting, beat 'em up game. Especially when Miami has to go north. Well, I mean, the last time we went north, we kicked the shit out of them, so I mean, I'm okay with it. 
But that seems to be like Pitt. Like Pitt got Clemson in a cold game. Like Pitt is kind of northern enough if that the they, they give ACC teams problems late. If we're talking the Malik Rozier game, that game doesn't count. Malik basically was on Penn's, Penn's, Pitt's payroll at that point. So, um, yeah. Also, Malik Rozier may be the worst starting quarterback I've ever seen in college history. Um, that Miami defense and running game won them that damn conference. It was it got them to the conference title game. It was not. Um, it was not. Our quarterback play. Um, uh, listen, Tyler, I, I don't know your college football allegiance. Do you have one? Not really, man. Boston University that doesn't have a football team. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But yeah, you know, we don't, we don't really saying. get anything like that. Here's my proposal, Tyler. We're at odds. We're at odds all year. You're a Washington fan. I'm a Giants fan. Sometimes it just doesn't work, get along. But I think if we if we make a group effort and we you know go through this recruiting process together, Pick we can make Saturday football team. We can okay. make Saturdays the day of, of Unite, and, and we can okay. – of course, Tyler and I both go to BU. I'll so make a pitch Saturdays to together could be, you know, pretty I'll make interesting. I'll uh, My pitch to you, Mr. Tyler, is Sean Taylor. My pitch to you, Mr. Uh, Samir, is Jeremy Shockey and Andrew Roll. Wow. That's I'm a, good pitch. Give you a pretty good pitch. I'm going to give you a pitch from this decade. Um, Chase Young. Chase Young. Justin Fields. Curtis Samuel. Taylor, yeah, you're a Washington guy, right? Yeah, well, I'll give you – Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I'm saying uh, – so, uh, Sorry for, sorry for Haskins, the, though. But other than you that, like – Do you want a team that's on the rise or do you want a team that's on the, on the falling on the, off? Listen, on the I'll have to do more research. research. Uh, uh, I don't okay, listen, much I'm sorry. All right there is now. is I'll just, do, just turn on the TV, He's the research. Indiana to beat you guys this year. Indiana is getting picked by some experts to win the division this year. Well, those aren't experts. I can tell you that right now. Those aren't experts. That's the guy who went to Ohio State. I, I didn't say I was – okay, but, like, picking Ohio State to win the Big Ten is not a, a crazy call considering they've done it four years in a row. I mean, also because your conference has been – Pounded Clemson. What is your conference? Your conference is ten times worse than ours. Yeah, oh, we, Jared, we, see, this is – you can get me here because – All I'm saying you, is – You learn how to push me now. I got, you're the I, Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I will say this, though. And, listen, I gave all due respect to your Browns, but the fact that you were for the Giants still gets me a little irked. I have to do a smear every day. Um, I will say this, though, about Ohio State. They are going to be a very good team for a long time. But the thing is, I want to see Ryan Day win the big game. I want to see Ryan Day recruit his full class. Uh, no, they lost. Well, okay, but the Clemson game, like – uh, okay, so we're we're one B behind Bama. Like, I I, I want to be Bama. Oh, I do. There's nothing trust behind me. Bama. Bama's about a mile and a half ahead. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like every other team, in the, I, I, you know what? If Kevin was here, I'd take it. Yeah, I'd take it from Kevin. See, I had to. Me and Kevin had a truce pact with Samir and Pat witnessed this. Kevin would stop shitting on Miami. I would stop attacking Bama if Bama became my second team and Miami became his second team. And it was a good truce. It still works. Kevin, Ke- no, Miami. There will be became, no such truce. No, actually, no. Our our truce was actually Bama became my SEC team over LSU, which I was supposed to go to, and ACC team. His ACC ACC team became Miami. I don't hate also, Miami. I really don't. He also he also figured if Miami beats Clemson, who he hates, it'd be even more embarrassing for Clemson. Also, if Miami beats Clemson once. It will cause like a bane from Dark Knight Rises level insurrection in that conference, because Miami is not like Pitt, who will just kind of fade off into the horizon if they beat Clemson. Miami will let Clemson hear about it for two more years until they play him again. 
because that's a loud enough fan base where they'll hear it. Also, oh, yeah. you know, we'll be dangling turnover chains and trying to, you know, chase after their tiger mascot, trying to skin them, you know, all the fun stuff. Um, all the great stuff. But anyway, Samir, what is left? Because we've been rambling, man. Yeah, listen, I think I think we can just move on to last call. We're running pretty long here. Oh, yeah, we've been on last call. Anything else, anybody? And before last call, this is final gripes before I make the uh, before I ring the bell. If Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens win the Stanley Cup this year, he is a Hall of Famer. Book it. Alrighty. All righty. That's right, a bold and take. I mean, it's a good take. Oh, definitely a good take. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get the piano going. Let's keep that smooth jazz. It's time for last call. All right. So, folks, I already talked about LeBron with his stupid goat chew. There's a sneakerhead that bugs me to hell. I have more Jordans upstairs than I can count. Michael Jordan, his competitiveness. Kobe Bryant, his competitiveness. The one thing I hate about LeBron James the most is how he tries to be – he like. Everyone always gets like, Jerry, why always rank LeBron, uh, Kobe over LeBron? Simple. Kobe never tried to be Jordan. He never tried to dethrone Jordan. He just tried to be Kobe. Johnson, Magic Johnson tried to be Magic Johnson. Kareem just tried to be Kareem. Duncan tried to be Duncan. Garnett tried to be Garnett. Why is LeBron, even though the, even when the media tried to compare Kobe to Jordan, he says, I'm Kobe. Shaq's not Wilt. Shaq's Shaq. LeBron is one of the first stars I've ever seen who's really just tried to go at being better than another guy in his legacy. And and nothing cements it more than the stupid, asinine, needless recreation of Space Jam that's coming out this summer that I will not watch. One, because they made Lola Bunny look like a WNBA bench warmer. Two... I, I I can't one. They have the clockwork orange guys who literally rape a woman in the middle of the fucking sh- movie, but yet they had a problem with Pepe Le Pew in it. Really? Three. The sp- the LeBron 19s came out. They look like a space age crappy version of the KDs from last year. I'm sorry, they look stupid. The LeBron shoes have gone off since those flywire padded ones that came out. I think it was the 15s. Those were fire. Ever ever since then, <clears throat> booty. Um, so some, a reporter asked him after, you know, he was exiting after the first round exit, you know, <clears throat> oh, I'm so, I'm sorry, LeBron, you're not going to the finals here. It's so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, they asked, is he going to play for pop this summer in the Olympics? You know, the, uh, team USA has got to, you know, come back and get this dub. We uh, kind of took an L last time. Um, LeBron's like, no, I'm going to play for the tune squad. Okay. Fuck you, LeBron. Said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. Um, it's not a secret. I love this country. I love rooting for this country in uh in especially in the Olympics. Gotta watch fucking like pole vaulting for this shit. Um LeBron, okay. Jason Tatum will play instead of you. He's probably gonna be better down this. He won't get tired down the stretch anyway and try to complain to the ref in a different language they got fouled. Um give us Dame Lillard. Give us uh Give us Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. Give us the young guys. Give us these old guys. Give us all – give us anybody else. We don't need you. Give us Steph. Give us Clay Thompson and a crutch on one leg hitting threes from the corner. It doesn't matter. We don't need you. I just want LeBron to retire because, like J.D. said, and honestly, this is so on point, he quoted Batman in The Dark Knight, and he goes, listen – you either live, you either die here, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. LeBron has become just a whiny, complaining, annoying ass villain. I didn't think, I never saw more happiness and love for the Phoenix Suns over the past two weeks ever. 
I don't think Arizona sports has ever felt this way before, where a team they have has been more embraced by the culture of basketball. Devin Booker, fucking Cameron Johnson taking shots at him with his t-shirts over Instagram. I love it. Also, shout out to a UNC boy. I only root for UNC in one sport as basketball. That's got some deep, like, oh, listen, when I was a kid, I, w- I grew up in Yukon country. I couldn't stand Yukon because Jim Calhoun to me was a tool. So my first team I rooted for had McCants, Felton, Marvel Williams, and Sean May. Ever since then, been a Tarnas fan through bad, through the loss to Dayton in the NIT, through the Cole Anthony years. Oh, God damn. And to now. I've been through it all. Never had a college football team like Samir as a free agent, and then Miami just came calling, and I just stuck with them. If I went to L- ended up going to LSU or Texas or any of the places I was looking at in high school, I would have been a fan of theirs. But UNC's got a place in my heart. But I digress. LeBron, this is your calling. This is me coming to you man-to-man here. You know, functioning human being to self-obsessed moron. Um, do us all a favor. Relax. Do your stupid fucking movie. Nobody cares. Release your 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 Nike, your LeBron 19s that are basically going to sell out worse than whatever bottom barrel, Zion, whatever the hell Zion's pumping out those low tops look like Kmart Jordans or, you know, whatever KD and Kyrie's hybrid looking Brooklyn love child thing looks like. I don't know. Just go off into the sunset. Let Bronny take over. Let him be. Let him and Zaire Wade be the next generation of of LeBron Wade. Be like your boy Dwayne, who retired, Dizzle retirement tour, retired with his smoking hot wife to Miami Beach, embarrasses his son on TikTok, and just living life. Dwayne Wade is becoming more and more one of my favorite guys all time because of how he's done it the past three years. I, I can't stand LeBron anymore. I just I, I the, my whatever. I used to love LeBron, 2012, 2011. Even I rooted so hard for him in 2016 when they knocked off the Warriors and just stuck a middle finger to that dynasty and that block, those free throws. I loved it. And then he just went and fucked it up. He ha- he could have – that Cleveland stretch, he was a hero because he was sticking it to a dynasty. And then he went and messed it up. So LeBron – from a person who drives the anti-LeBron fan wagon the, the past four years, just hang it up, buddy. Or just go go quietly. Enjoy your time. Shut up. Nobody cares. This isn't like that shut up and dribble lady from Fox Sports 1. Because personally, I think athletes, if they want to spit their political opinion, I don't give a shit. It's your life. Do whatever you got to do. I just don't want him to talk about basketball. I don't want him to complain to the refs. There was a, I sent a video. I think it was either to Samir or Kevin. He gets a shot swatted clean, and instead of running back on defense, just runs over to the referee to complain for five minutes, and it's an easy layup for because it's four on five. Just shit like that can't accept it anymore. I'm sorry. That, I, if I was his teammate, I would have gone up and got in his face. Even if it got me cut from the Lakers, I guarantee the Warriors or, like, the Hornets would have picked him up the next day. So, whatever. Before we sign off, boys, anything on my rant? Solid I thought you rant. hit it spot on, but I think Tom. I think you you miscredited. It was Tyler who quoted Batman. Yeah, I was going to say that. Tyler, as much as I'm I like sorry. to take credit for Batman Tyler, quotes, sorry. I, I got credit. That's no problem. So, listen, it's been a long day, and it's been a great long show. A minute, hour and 34 we're at right now, and you guys have been great. I messed up. But, Tyler, good job on that quote. <laughs> on that great rant. <laughs> You're on point. Thank you. J.D., I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so anything we else got it on a good note. 
Oh, yeah. Anything you guys want to add on my LeBron shitting? I think you pretty much covered it, man. I agree with what you said. At some point, like, either you retire from the game or the game retires you. And, you like, as much as no one here wants to call him the GOAT, like, you don't want to see that happen to someone of that caliber. You want to see them leave on their own terms. You don't want to see them lose a half step and the game retire them. I will pose one more question before we head out. If LeBron has another first round exit next year, because a, a news for a, a, a so I, I I follow this league, the uh, basketball podcast from Bel- from a barstool very intently. The girl who runs that she is a smart ass, but she is on point, and she is very good at what she does. And she said there's a news from there's a story from Winhorst. Lakers fans do not expect a big free agent contract this year, and I'm sitting there like, oh oh oh. <laughs> The well's dried up on Braun, man. So, listen, LeBron has another first-round exit. Does this start to hurting his legacy a little bit? Seriously. Oh, yeah. No, because that, like, as a – trust me, as a – you got the source here. I was a Braun stan. One of the reasons – one of the things I could always say was, well, you're just, like, discrediting him for losing later in the playoffs. Like, he never had a first-round exit before this. That was a, like, point to LeBron, I guess, in the, the, the GOAT argument. That's gone, and you put two on it. It's not even like a – I don't know how many – what was Jordan, two or three? I think Jordan had three. Yeah, so like if he has two, then they're like definitely not an argument. Uh, even having one kind of takes it out of play. So The, the give no, or I think take it, bar is really swinging towards Jordan right now. I think uh, definitely Also, one other thing. Do you guys – could you guys see LeBron after one more first-round exit or one more rough year – either demanding a trade, opting out, and going for a new deal, going to another team. That I see that just not even helping. I see LeBron I is in so. – LeBron's in a lose-lose here because whatever he does is not going to help. Basketball is not like his main priority right now, and it's very obvious. Honestly, if LeBron retired at the end of the next season, I would be like, cool. Have your retirement. Enjoy yourself. Make He's some shitty movies. focused mo- on movies. Make some shitty movies I won't watch. All right. It's free, though. Isn't it? On, or it's going to be on streaming. I'll it's probably watch it. Water, it's going to be on. Uh, you got to hate watch it, right? HBO Max. No, I won't hate watch. I got like I'm going to buy. H- I'm just going to subscribe to HBO Max this week, and I'm literally going to watch everything but that. Um. All right. I, I still got to watch Justice League, the Snyder Cut. So it was good. Oh yeah. I no, my, I've been waiting on my brother. It. My brother-in-law who has Wrong. it. He literally said, "I said like we'll kill a, tw- a, tw- a case of beer." We'll sit there watching it for four hours. We'll bang out a pizza and some wings, and we'll call it a day. The way to do it. Waiting on the invite. It's all good, though. My brother-in-law's a good guy. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, that is the newest edition of the Quarter Booth Podcast. Of course, no show Fridays because it's the offseason. Live stream back with Kev and Pat are both back this week, so it's going to be fun. We might even have JD stop by. I think, uh, Tyler, you may get an invite for a live stream at one of these points, too. You guys have both earned your uh, earned your ticket into the club. Uh, I think we can both officially count them as part of the Corner Booth family. Shout out to Mr. Kendrick Lindsay. Just killing it yeah, today. Dude, yeah, he was great. Oh, yeah, let's go for Kendrick. Let's go. Kendrick. Another one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. A third one. Especially All those right. NFC East opinions. Oh, shut up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought we were good. I, why'd I do that? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just had to ask. Hold JD's well, ticket away from him right uh, now. There it goes. And actually, I don't think we will have you back, Tyler. You're I'm getting good, like though. this Uncle Phil Will Smith moment. You just had to say one more thing. Um, I one more fat joke. That's all. Um, that one too many. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. Thank you so much for everyone who stopped by today. JD, Tyler, you guys killed it. 
course, Samir, you've you're you're always gold, man. That's why I kept you on this long. That's why I literally, if you Samir's gonna be like, can I get a recommendation? Nope, done. Got it, done. You're good. Um, so shout Samir's out. a hero to us interns. Listen, he's literally everyone's like like he's not one of the interns who posts a lot in that fucking chat or whatever. But like when it comes down to evaluations, if he doesn't score in the top five, I, I would be surprised. So. He he's always been on point for me and Kev. But listen, uh, Kev, shout out to your boy Kev sitting up, sitting up in a vacation right now, enjoying life more than we are. Shout out to my guys. Shout out to Jokic MVP 2021. That's the last shot. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go, white boy gone wild. All right, ladies hey, gentlemen, and gentlemen, it's a white boy summer. White it's boy a white summer. boy summer. Can't sit on the money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jared. That's the intern Samir, the intern JD, and hockey nut Mr. Tyler. We'll be back on Thursday for the live stream where I will probably consume way more. Me and Kevin will probably consume way more alcohol than we should. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.